got a very special guest with us today. We have Coach Charlie Miller out of Dallas, Texas. Coach, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then we can uh, jump right in this thing and start talking a little skill development. I appreciate it. Thank you, Coach TJ. So my name is Coach Charlie Miller. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas now, in Carrollton, Texas, um, by way of Miami, Florida. Uh, so I was born and raised in... Um, you know, I like to tell people I was an athlete playing basketball mm. and learned how to play basketball later. We're going to talk about that, right? It's <laughs> um, my skill development. So, yeah. but my first love was, you might look over my shoulder, TJ. You might see a little boy. The baseball. Yeah, that was my first love, right? <laughs> you know, you, okay. you might see some basketball stuff, but that's the picture I have, right? Mm. I was the, the tall person in the neighborhood, who they needed, they needed a fifth person to play. And I was like, all right, I'll go out there, even though I don't like it. And something happened within a year and a half. And at 12, I was ducking the basketball. Oh, wow. It wasn't Bird of Max. It wasn't um, jump boxes. I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm a leader at that. And But then I became obsessed uh -huh. with really development, which leads me to, again, what I'm doing today. I wasn't really obsessed about playing, winning. I just wanted to get better. Yeah. Right? And, and I just so happened to attract, at, at the age of 12, um, the, the current high school coach named Coach Charlie Funk in my area. Um, he happened to come to a local, you know, boys and girls club game and watch me play. And he shared some words with me, and I think that, um, it just, it pierced my, my heart. He was like, man, you have an opportunity to be really good and special. I didn't know what it meant, but it, I felt something mm -hmm. and it was scary. At the same time, it was pleasing. Cause I'm like, you see something I, I don't even see like, cause I don't play basketball. I'm just doing this because of my friends mm -hmm. and, and, uh, lo and behold, you know, he was from Michigan. So he saw the Glenn Rice's, the Steve Smith's, and I'm gonna throw another name out, may or may not know, playing at Iowa State, uh, Barry Stevens. Barry okay, Stevens. so so these are all big guards, shooting guards. And again, now this is a time in when, you know, I'm 12, 13, my back was to the basket because I'm tall. Mm. He was like, you're never gonna play down there. Like these stuff, this like words don't even make sense. Like you'll like if I'm like, man, first of all, I don't play basketball. Yeah. And you're scaring me because you're talking about like some stuff years down the road right. that I I'm on like tomorrow, Saturday, I'm trying to watch cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so so you know, fast forward, you know, in seventh grade, he had me come to practice with them in high school. You know, and, and all the way up until my ninth grade year, it was, I was getting up at five in the morning. I just wasn't asking questions. I was just doing it. Mm -hmm. I was just doing it. And, um, you know, my first game as a freshman, I my first points was an and one dunk. Wow. And I think <laughs> that will keep, you know, okay, now that's what he's been talking about. Yep. All right. All right. So now let's assume that role. So, you know, we just go on and you know, do some good things, some amazing things, you know, uh, you know, through hard work and dedication as a freshman, you know, average over 20 plus points, you know, freshman year through my senior year, my senior year. That's when I got intentional. I was intentional the whole time, you know, doing great things around the country to a basketball. 
But I just had an idea. I said, I mean, you know what? What if I average four baskets a quarter? Mm. And I did it. Mm. And it wasn't like I was playing the whole game. I wanted to focus on the quarter. And I didn't tell people my secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing the whole game. I'm giving all I have right now. Yeah. I'm around the floor. I don't care if I get it or not. I don't, don't matter. They they double team and triple team. I'm just learning how to set screens. I, I'm going to do all, all these things to become a, a team player. So when they start focusing on my teammates, I'm slipping, cutting all the, you know what I'm saying? Like playing the game. Yeah. And I average, average over 32 points my high school, my senior year. And, Became a McDonald's All-American, played in Magic Johnson round ball class at the time. That was like a game. You know, you had a choice to play in games. You know, you could play the two all-star games back in the day. Um, you know, I you know, represented the country at Junior Olympics twice. Um, decided to go to Greece. I made the team to go to Puerto Rico. I didn't want to go because I wanted to go to school early, meaning college. Um, made the team. The second year, I made the team again. We went to Athens, Greece, and played. Um, teammates were like Stephon Marbury, um, Trajan Langdon, Steve Wojcikowski. Um, I mean, the whole list of players kind of in that whole 98 class, you know, that kind of came out. Yeah. Uh, Smocky Walker, just trying to throw, throw names out that kind of come to me. Mark Sanford was Mark from here, went to Washington. Play for the Heat for a little bit, so we kind of, you know, I, you know, did all that stuff basketball wise. Um, went to Indiana, played four years. Um, you know, learned a lot from coach, a coach like Coach Rob Knight, uh, Bobby Knight, and um, you know, then after that, went on to play another seven years. Had a couple years in the CBA at the time that they called G League, right? Mm -hmm. Played overseas, so I did everything that you want to do. Played in summer leagues, you know, except stay on the roster on the NBA during the regular season, yeah. right? So everything that you would want to do as a player, reach those heights, you know, I, I was in that mix of, of striving for, right? Looking to make teams and learn how to deal with not making teams and all that stuff, man. So, you know, to kind of, I guess, dovetail that, we talked about basketball. Now, my coaching career kind of happened, I would say, serendipitously, I, I was really, in the corporate world. Uh, basketball was over for me. I was a sales manager uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina and got a promotion, you know, use the same traits I, I've learned and was still really learning how to become, I guess, in the corporate realm, how to sell and, you know, use every, all attributes we can all, we could probably talk about on this call um, to become all I can be in that corporate world, which was an adjustment because all I knew at the time was basketball, right? and playing basketball worked my way up for two years to become a um you call it a branch manager where i was actually promoted to dallas texas and once i got here i caught i hired the right rep i hired a rep who was coaching club basketball and i didn't understand that concept at all coach tj because yeah. i grew up in miami and we didn't click there was no club you play different sports different seasons right yeah. football it was football and it was no year-round opportunity you, in, in baseball, a lot of people didn't play. I just happened to play. Yeah. Soccer, you play. You know, so it's like it wasn't year-round focus on one sport. It was you played it because that's what they offered at the Parks and Rec Center. <laughs> 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 they don't offer it. What are you doing? You're playing in the concrete 
you know, throw up tackle, we called it football, right? Or here's a stick, throw a baseball or tennis ball. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it is what it is, right? Um, so I hired the right rep. He was coaching club basketball, and I was just more so intrigued on, man, that's pretty neat. Like, are, are these kids, like, on their way to play college? He's like, no, like, they're just regular kids. I say, like, I, don't, I don't get it. And I just <laughs> – I don't understand it. And they got all these gems in this area and it's just like a YMCA on steroids mm -hmm. and it's year round. And I'm like, what's the focus? What, what, what are y'all doing with it? Just to feel good. Okay. I guess. <laughs> Cause it was a purpose for me. Yeah. It was, you know, the, you know, to do the things I, I thought I had to do in life. Now I've learned a lot more from that, you know, over the years. But um, yeah, and then I ended up giving a kid shooting lessons based upon what I remember from shooting and playing. I mean, that never leaves you. And then it grew. I mean, I mean, within nine months, TJ, I had 20 teams, 20. Wow. And for somebody to say who didn't know anything about club basketball, I guess I learned a lot. Yeah, and learned it quick. <laughs> and learned it quick. And then my wife, Meredith, who I think you all spoke contact to the, you know, uh, at, at our correspondence, yeah, she's been my rock helping me ever since with this. And now fast forward, I've scaled back on the teams because I really found what I really want to do, which is player development. Yeah. And, you know, now 11 years in, I can vividly say these things, giving you that story of where we are right now. Like the rock has been chiseled and yeah. this is what, you know, I, you ask me what I want to do, whether coach or whether player development, I rather play development and coach i want to do this first yeah. i want to help the complete person become who i feel they were meant to be in the eyes of god and then we use basketball as that tool right to really sharpen skill build character and everything else man that's a that's a that's a great story and, and i was taking some notes yes sir um a couple of things man actually a few things the the first thing that stood out to me when you were talking about your journey as a player was that you love the process. Yes, sir. And that is something that I've, I've been trying to get a lot of players to understand that basketball is a journey. It's not a destination. It doesn't matter what level you get to. There can always be something that you can do more. And you have to fall in love with that process, the yes. process of getting better. Uh, the other thing that I love that you said was having a vision. Right. We the players sometimes can't see what we as coaches see. Right. You know, I, I use this analogy. It's not a great analogy, but it's like the analogy of an ant versus the versus the uh, the vision of an ant versus the vision of a giraffe. Mm -hmm. right? As a coach, I'm that giraffe. I can see much further than you as a player. Mm -hmm. So um, we got to have that vision. But another thing that you talked about when it comes to that vision is the trust of the coach. Mm -hmm. So the trust of that coach, which is something that we'll hopefully get a chance to really talk talk about, mm -hmm. is you know establishing relationships. So, yeah, well, and I, and I think that's the key. The yep. key, and, and okay, so you know, what, however you want to dive into this, but we want. I think this is. I think this is like ground zero, right? Player development, just like life, and a life partner, wife, friend. The foundation is trust. Trust, yep. yep. And, you know, if you, if you look at the words, I'm really big into words and understanding words. 
No, K-N-O-W. That means relationship. Mm -hmm. So when you know something, you have a good understanding of. One plus one is two. There's no question. We, I know that because I know it, and you won't question that I know it. And I think that's ultimately what you're after as a coach, mm -hmm. to really build an, a solid foundation, but relationship with the player, parents, or whomever, and not making them feel good about themselves initially, mm -hmm. but not, it's like, I say it this way, don't question me, ask me a question. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. So yeah. when we're in a game, it's the same thing. Don't question the ref, ask the referee a question. Yeah. He called foul, she called foul. Get an understanding. When the time is right, time out, free throw, go ask. Mm -hmm. Don't assume. Because when you're doing the nonverbals and, you know, now that's affecting your play. Yeah. That's affecting now the lesson I don't want to, I was, don't want to give you that you can't hear because you're closed off. Right. So, so, so it comes down to, for me, I think any, before we even hit this court, that's why I said specifically player development, we have to understand that you and I must build trust mm -hmm. in somebody to even have a vision of a giraffe. Yeah. Because I ask this question all the time. Now I'm gonna shock you. Okay. And this is gonna go into this. TJ, who asked you, how you doing today, man? Are you okay today? Did anybody check in with you this morning? Prior to this call? My wife. <laughs> yeah, my and wife. I say that, I say that because that's why it's hard to trust. Yeah. Because it comes off as being too good to be true. Yeah. How's this person pointing to me and trying to give me the vision of a giraffe when I'm, I feel like an ant? Yep. How, what's the incentive? What, what's in it for them? What, what do they want? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's like a little funny thing I say when I'm at camp in different markets around the country. At the end, I talk about gratitude. And I, and I ask that question. I sometimes ask parents and ask players and like, no one checked in. Now I'm not giving you a soft story, but when you start doing that, people look at you weird. Like, why are you asking me how am I doing? Why are you so happy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, we're supposed to get better being bitter? That's not gonna work, right? Yeah. And, 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 and the process you talk about, loving it, is it's you you oh i'm open to it because that's not so i can't say that's all i know but if i want to live life to the fullest that's all i better know yeah gotta love that process right because you know it, it, it's it's a forever or for worse because it's like else it's a marriage yeah it's it's a binding it, it, it's it's a you know day to, day by day it's incremental process it's incremental progress you know, small, I call it small victories, right? You know, tiny becomes mighty. You know, small becomes tall. All these little small precepts ends up being clusters of stuff that become automated. Yeah. So when you need to rely on it, you don't need all that rah, rah, rah. It's there. It's there. Yep. It's there because you have trust that process. You can go to those levels. You can do things that are hard, that's laborious, that's boring, 
because you understand your process driven. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's huge. And another thing that you said was finding ways to be successful. Yeah. And that, all that ties in together, like you were saying, because that is the foundation when you're working with a coach is having that relationship. But finding ways to be successful. You didn't say that you had to get the ball and the coach had to isolate you on the wing or on the elbow at the top of the key and you had to get plays called for you or you had to get 20, 25 shots. You said you, you did whatever was needed for you to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I call that focus. Yeah. I call it focus. Yeah, F-O-C-U-S, find one course until successful. Mm -hmm. And if one course does not work, find other courses yep. until successful, F-O-C-U-S. Right? Now, I couldn't say that when I was young. That wouldn't right. matter. <laughs> Come on, man. That would be like, <laughs> you know. But over time, when you reflect back to learn, that's all it was. It was a focus of the moment to do what the moment required mm -hmm. in an unselfish way. Now, did I, what, did I need the ball? Yeah. Did I want to get 25 shots? Yeah. Did I do that and learn from it? Yeah. Was I successful sometimes doing that? Yeah. But overall, when everything averages out, what's going to be more conducive to our environment of team ball? It's going to be finding other courses, learning that if I want to get the ball, go set more screens. Yep. If I want to score more points, go run the floor. Mm -hmm. And even if you run the floor and they don't pass the ball to you, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, and that's something that's really important. You see so much, and, and this is kind of getting into teaching with, with Skillerman, but you see mm -hmm. so much of players with the ball. Yep. Everybody's got the ball. Everybody's learning two or three combo moves. Everybody's learning step backs and euros yep. and, and all this. And then at the same time, we're, we're, we're quick to say that there's so much more to the game of basketball than that. So for you at a, at a, at a 17, 16, 17, 18-year-old kid in high school to know that you're going to do whatever it takes to be successful, that shows a lot of maturity which is something I try to get players to understand when it comes to your, to your development or to your game, being mature um, and being able to do those things that are not always the, the, the sexy things, you know, running the floor, setting screens, getting rebounds, yeah. doing all the little stuff. Um, so let me ask you this. So, so let's get into some little more specific with the with the skill development in, in mm -hmm. your own words on your own opinion what is the definition of skill what is your definition of skill development and how important is it to the game of basketball so for me it comes down to competency right and, and if you look up competency you know it, we, we talk about mastery but in in the realm of research and study we mastery competency is only 80 percent like i can do something 80% of the time, I can recall. I can do it. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to get my desired result. That means that I can overcome failures. I built enough, up enough skill and routine and composure where if I go, if I'm, a, if I'm a shooter and I go to 15, no one around us is worried about that. Now, we do that 10 games in a row. Okay, we got to concern. We do it once or twice or three times. It's not even a thought. No one's looking at, no, I'm not looking in the stands at my mom and dad. I'm not looking on the sidelines at the parents. Nope. P 
teammates are not worried. Why? Because I built skill. I, I'm equipped. First of all, I built skill. Mm -hmm. I, I equip, I have the tools and the environment matches that. So therefore you're competent. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and you've reached that level going into things of what you would call you're an unconscious competent. Yeah. Do it without thinking. You can do it without thinking, which is like breathing. Mm -hmm. And you can recall it. That's why I said again, it's not about desired result. We can do it. Mm -hmm. and, and we and we don't need rah-rah, let's go, let's go. And you can go out there and work on it for four or five hours. And it might be boring. And you don't care. Yep. Yep. Because you guess what? When you're scoring all those points, that's boring too. <laughs> I'm being real with you, right? You people call you being humble. It is what it is. I've just reached a level of competency at what I'm doing through understanding skill development that it's not that, again, I need to win. I'm looking at small steps at gaining advantages in situations that when the moment comes, the moment will be too big. Right. And when I'm criticized on missing that shot or not making that play, I, it's okay. Yeah. I'm coming back tomorrow. Coming back. Yeah. <laughs> all that goes into your preparation. And all of it goes into, again, approach. Yeah. And that's because for me, prep, prep, prep is the step. You got to prep. Got and, and it's working on from, it's, again, you're working on you more than you realize. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, one of my favorite trainers I've learned from named Gannon Baker, he said this on one of his videos, before you master one-on-one, -on -one, you gotta master one-on-none yourself. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, man, that's, that fight's Charlie versus Charlie. Yeah. That fight ain't Charlie versus TJ. Yeah. I'm, we, I'm out there coaching. Hey, you're not playing against that opponent more. You're playing against that time of score. That time of score is really telling us what we, what we need to do, how we got to adjust, how we have to adapt. It's time of score. Yeah. Right? They're not in the way. We're not, I'm not ignoring the, the, the opponent. Mm -hmm. But you're playing against that. Oh, yeah. Right? So, so for me, you know, development is, is more of a it's, – it's a – it's a holistic approach mm -hmm. and it's finding the main ideas into the skill categories of basketball. Yep. And that's what I've worked really, really hard on and, and, and my way of reaching people um, immediately yep. on the main idea. What's the main teaching point? What's a brief teaching point I can give you on ball handling, on shooting, on rebounding? And we take that and I give you what I call drills to work on skills because at the end of the day tj we got to feel it got to feel it yep one plus one is a feel answer that's a feel good answer you know what i'm saying like the uh, unconscious conversation that's a i feel good about doing this action outside world will call it confidence oh he did that with confidence she did it with confidence no she did that because the moment calls for it yeah and if you ask hey why'd you do that the best answer 
anybody can give you is I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. There's no way you're making decisions like that. That's what I was like. You're not, <laughs> wait, bro, in life, you're making one to two to three decisions a day. That's it. You're not making as many decisions as we think we are. Studies have suggested that 40% of our lives run by habits. As much as I think I'm making a decision on, I'm about to do this and that, no, 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 I'm cued on that. I'm prompted on that. So I don't teach decision making because I got you thinking. And if you not, if you have not built skill, it's taking you 20 plus years to build skill, 30 plus years to build skill, what we've done. How can I expect a 15 year old to make a conscious decision on handling basketball and, and, and when, when they don't even have the capacity to even deal with life yet. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, no, nah. especially what I've known through basketball development, the things I've done. No, that's a whole nother world. So let me help you understand the main ideas of, of player development. And I'll give it to you in a second. And then from there, let's build the skill. Let's use drills that create situations because basketball, like life, is about situations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if we can understand the situation of when they happen, I call it win to win. W-H-E-N to W-I-N. Mm -hmm. It's all about win to win. Win is a situation. Let me give you the solutions for the situation. Let's go to the teaching point of the situation. Let's break it down. Let's build the fundamentals to it. Let me show you technique. Now, let's put it, let's apply it in something. One on zero, one on one. Now, over time, the environment is going to help us get the understanding of how to do it in the game. Right. It now I want to because now win to win means W H E N win to do that move in that situation to W I N gain the advantage. Right. It's win to win, and that's what we are training in life as well. It's win to get on this call and we're not to get on this call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's win to win, man. And we're after daily wins. Yeah. I've seen a lot of players, um, a lot of trainers, a lot of coaches teach different things, but they're leaving out that win. They're leaving out that understanding of that how, yeah, the how, okay. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of coaches do a, I think do a really good job of teaching, like, let's just say, for example, a Euro step. And then mm -hmm. I see players doing a Euro step with a defender on their left hip, and they Euro stepping right into <laughs> right Well, into, again, that's know? what I'm saying. I'm teaching you what. Yep. Yep. Leaving out when and how, because those are the things that lead to action, because it comes down to recognition. So when it comes down to recognition. Yeah, it comes down to recognition. I've been working a lot with, so I have a, a nine-year-old daughter. She's playing on a little team. And, and one thing that I've been trying to get them to understand is don't get so caught up in the outcome of if you make the shot or if you turn the ball over. What I want to see is can you make the right decision? Can mm -hmm. you recognize that when you drive and – Somebody comes over. Can you recognize that you need to make a pass? Mm -hmm. Can you recognize that the defender's on your side and you need to go straight to the basket and finish the layup? 
Right. And you right. recognize that another defender is coming over and I need to either pick up my dribble to pass it or I need to back up and create space and then look to pass. Right. Um, those are the things that I feel like is missing a lot in skill development. We get so concerned or so consumed with the end result. Mm-hmm. You know, making the move and, and then finishing at the rim or putting jelly on it or, or doing all these, these, these sometimes uh, difficult moves, especially with even the younger players. But I just been really lately just really stressing the players and even my older players. Mm-hmm. And I just get so caught up in the outcome. But can you make the right play? Can you recognize what you need to do in any given situation? Because I tell them a lot of times, you're going to get enough reps to get right. you, you can make the shot. Right. But, but see, it comes down to a couple of things for me, okay? And it's one thing that you alluded to on the questions that you said. An environment has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't really understand. I don't think we do a uh, due diligence to understand that, again, the environment yep. is going to make them make the right reads Mm-hmm. by doing small-sided games. Right, right. Because if I'm just doing one-on-zero, one-on-one, and I'm berating you, and I'm telling you to do such, such okay, that's cool, but when I get in that moment, I'm going to revert back to what I know. What you know, yep. And that's what I'm equipped with. But if you put me in an environment, a small-sided game environment, you put somebody to my right or left, give me a couple of options. Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong if I shoot it. I'm not wrong if I pass it. Right. But I made reads that help that ball get closer to that basket with a higher percentage. Yeah. So therefore, when you know we talk about detach from outcome, engage and marry the process, that goes to the way we actually are built to character. Because a lot of people just don't want to be wrong. Yeah. And, and, and again, there's two different sides of it. It's a character thing and it's a behavior thing. Because coaching is correction. When you teach, you teach the reach. You give the why. Okay, TJ, here's why you got to do it. And if I give you a why that resonates with you, say no more. Yep. But when I tell a player, you're going to do this and just do it, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Because hey, I did that and it didn't work. No, actually, you didn't do it exactly the way I explained it, and we miscommunicated. Mm-hmm. Right. So it comes down to really helping players understand. Okay, here's the fundamentals of it. Mm-hmm. Here's technique to use with the fundamental understanding, the mentalities, yeah. awarenesses. I call more so than the IQ. Same thing, right? And then let's let's drill it, right? Okay, now let me put somebody on, on your hip. Let me put somebody on your hip. Let me put somebody in front of you, okay? Let's make the mistakes. Let's coach and correct in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what it comes down to for me. So when the situation happens in a game and I wasn't there and they say, Coach, I didn't make the shot, but I made. I went up and this happened. How'd you feel? Because that's what it comes down to. Yep. Not how'd you do, how you felt. I felt great. Because it's going to be the feeling they're going to recall. Yeah. It's a feeling, man. 
<laughs> that's what you it's it's emotions build habits man yeah i can rep all day yep. I, I do things every single day i'm still not good at but you get me emotionally involved in something i can do it in my sleep and that's something that i've been telling my players when, when we're doing something like if i'm especially when it comes to shooting mm -hmm. i'm working with a player and let's say they have a bad habit of using their left thumb and we're trying to, we're trying to limit that left thumb. I always tell them, don't pay attention to whether you make it or miss it. Pay attention to the feel of the shot. Exactly. How does it feel? You got to be able to feel the difference between those two shots. It's awareness. That's why I say recognize it. It's a slight, it's a slight awareness mm -hmm. that again, you may see something, Again, I would say, I mean, again, if we go back to, you know, you being a giraffe, you're going to see things. First of all, you've already, you've experienced these things. A majority of them you've experienced. Yep. Right? So now here it is. You're looking to impart into a nine-year-old or 15-year-old these trust this process. I get it. Right? You, you might feel this. You might, to be there in relationship, to meet them where they're at, to take them to where they want to grow to. Right, so but it, but it's learning to be with them where they're at. Mm -hmm. It's creating a relationship. It's creating a loving, caring, nurturing environment of growth and development. Yeah, you know, let, and for me, really big on understanding. Character is again who I am. Behavior is what I do. So if I make a mistake, that's not an attack on my character. That's something. We're, so if you're getting corrected, how have you correct me? That's to my actions. Mm -hmm. But it gets confusing when you don't set those understandings and boundaries to where you can't shoot. Oh, boom. I'm not a good shooter. No. In that moment, that's not a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to be very specific and coherent with players. Because yeah. that's what it comes down to. But also another thing for me, uh, Coach TJ, is how much are and I say you as a rhetorical question, how much is, are, are coaches working on themselves to continue to reach their players? Yep. I work on myself daily, man. Like, and I, and I can't sit here and expect a third grader to a 12th grader <laughs> to overcome obstacles that I'm still trying to learn on how to overcome. Yeah, yeah. Man, please, I, I know a lot and, and, th and, and, and very grateful uh, to travel this country and, 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 and at times the world not only playing it, but now getting a chance to teach it. But I know for certain, um, I got to continue to reach myself yep. before I reach other people. Yep. That's, that's, that's the one thing that just really just in the, uh, the word that my mom loves to use irk that just irks me. <laughs> uh, just, we we demand players to uh, to take their game serious, to take ownership of their development, to get better, get in the gym, do extra shooting, do things outside of practice, do things outside of working with your trainer. But then we have coaches that are not willing to invest in themselves and try to really improve as a coach, whether it's, uh, you know, learning a different philosophy or trying to learn how to teach players, communicate. I'm with you. I, I, I had a mom last year and uh, it was just my way of saying, you know, 
I think you need to do this because every workout it was something else about what the coach wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. And I know the coach. Yeah. You know, coach played at D1, D1 school and, you know, coach played, you know, high level and done a lot of things. I said, hey, you know what I think you should do? Here's my suggestion. I think you need to ask your coach, who is he learning from? Does he have a mentor? And I think that'll help you understand probably a lot of things that you are sharing with me. I'm going to take it. I get it. But it'll become kind of intuitive if I'm looking to show your son this and he can't do it in the game, you feel, or you don't feel comfortable talking to, uh, you, you know, your son's coach for whatever reason. Yeah. It just pains me that you are paying money and you feel like you can't console or ask. Yeah. So say, how about you ask him, who's he learning from? And I think that might tell you a lot of how you probably need to make your next decisions on should you continue. I'm not saying you also need a mentor. I don't mean, I'm not saying that, but I just know for me, um, I've I've learned a lot from Jim Huber, who you're going to interview in a couple of days. Yep. Right? And I've learned a lot from other people that have taken the time out to see the interest in I have a potential to become a really good coach and they want to share something that they know. And if I'm like, man, I don't know. I played at Indiana. I bought, now I know everything I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm a part of the problem more than the solution. (laughs) But yeah, like you said, Hey man, go work on your game. Uh, you know, after hours and go do this and go that. What am I doing? If I'm watching ESPN and and commenting on Facebook while LeBron's not good and why Jordan is the best and yeah, telling you all you know about Coach Charlie, man, you might need to go find another coach. (laughs) Well, I I feel like uh, every coach should have three mentors, three different types of mentors. Mm -hmm. They should have the mentor that they dream to be or maybe someone they really look up to it may not be someone that they know personally Man, i get you it's yours it's yours, it's yours. you say it's yours. it's yours yeah you know um so someone that, that's doing training like us that mentor may be like a gannon baker someone mm-hmm. they never meet but they 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 listen to them they mm-hmm. follow them on social media mm-hmm. um i think another mentor you should have is someone that that you know but you they may know you may know them through through like email yeah. So, you know, someone that you may call, you may have their phone number, but but you don't know them on a personal level. Right. Then you got to have the one that you do have on a personal level, someone that you can touch, someone that you can uh, go to their practices. If you uh, communicate to them through through phone, they're going to answer. They know you by first name. Someone yeah, 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 for sure. Ideas off. So sure. I think it's really important for coaches that have those three different types of mentors um, so you can continue to grow. But we as coaches sometimes, man, we get into this notion or this belief that, that the way that we do it is the only way to do it. Uh, that's what worked for us as a player. I say this constantly. If I knew half of what I know now as a player, I would have been 10 times better, you know? Well, <laughs> well I mean, right, right. I mean, and, and, and we can say that, right? And, and I get, and, and you're right. Right. I would I would even take it one step further. I would not be on this call with you. <laughs> you can't get a hold of me. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, it's the bottom line. It, it's okay. So 
what you're saying is spot on. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I mean, I love that philosophy. You know, three different levels of mentors, right? Someone you could tell, someone you can just probably like email. It's okay for them not to get back. But that one who you can touch, it's not okay for them not to get back. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So see, it's levels, right? Hey, it's good with this B person. I can't expect that. But yeah. this person here, because that that last person really is that one that's trying to help you become the person that you are. Yeah. It ain't really about that endeavor. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that one, man. I'm going through, like, I, I need you, but I can't share that with nobody else. Right. Because everybody else looking for me as a beacon of light. Everybody looking for me for, to draw strength and motivation. I can't, I, I got to, I need somebody, right? And we all, in whatever levels, I love how you put that. That's yours. I, I respect that, right? And, and I know, um, I didn't know how to ask for that as a coach. Right, right. I, I didn't know how to ask until I, until I got really clear on what I wanted to do with development. And um, and like you said, I, I think, man, it's spot on. But it comes down to, you know, continue to stay open to develop and grow. And, and know that, as I know for me, and I'll just speak, man, when I think I got something, mm -hmm. God will reveal a whole other level of, stay here, sir. <laughs> you, okay, you think you got it? All right. Yeah. Here's a whole, okay, you that giraffe, right? Keep walking. <laughs> you just keep walking, and you're going to say, oh, I got a whole nother, okay, it's process, man. It is. You know? It is. Yeah, it's just, it's process, like you said, man. But it, but but the convincing part, Coach TJ, is really getting these players that have these aspirations of wanting to play college basketball, pro basketball, to understand that it's day by day. And, and don't put, you know, it's like all the eggs in one basket. Like, this is what they secretly want to do, but they don't want to tell you to the heart of hearts. Because if, if you don't, you know, if you don't really share that dream right now, they might not feel good or share anything. You know, because we all have those things that, you know, what is that one thing that might be so close and dear that is too, is too brittle to share? And to me, I think that comes down to, again, player development. For the players I train, especially when we talk about being serious, before we even hit the court, I got to know what you're after, what you want. Yep. I got I to gotta also know you got to let me hear. It's all good. We meet. It's, it's cool. Resume, see resume, we talk and all these things. But you got to let me hear when you don't feel like hearing me. Mm -hmm. You got to let me hear. You got to listen. Three E's. You gotta listen with your eyes, your ears, and your emotion. And if you lock out, if you if you block me out, it's gonna be tough to reach you. Cause when I'm quiet, I'm really trying to let you get back into shape. And I don't want you to take it as I don't care. That's why we need to have understandings. Cause it's all good when everything is fresh. Yeah. But we cannot correct this when we're not when we're not on the same page. We gotta do this before. That's just for me. It's more like an interview. But before I interview you, you need to have an interview. I-N-N-E-R. Look at yourself in the mirror. Do you really want to go through this process? Do you really understand there's going to be a lot of heartache and pain, suffering, sacrifice? Sweat and tears. <laughs> and sweat and tears, right? And inconsistencies. I call it TIPS, T-I-P-S. There's going to be a lot of temporary inconsistencies. But the payoff is permanent simplicity.
you can keep it simple. You can go get layups all game and won't think, man, I used to do a jump shot. Hey, you go step. I'm like, okay, how many skill plays are you making the game anyway? The joy of points you're gonna get is putbacks and lay and, and layups. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, like look at a game for what it's worth. And and play the game to the max and, and learn to be a good team player and learn not to be so temperamental. Learn to be in the moment. Learn if you got three fouls, you know, how to be a good person on that bench. You know, if you really want to be this player that you say you want to be, for me, learn how to develop margin of error. Learn how to make mistakes and not look think twice about looking at the sideline at your parents and players. That's what I'm after developing. Might be a little different, but for me, I want you to understand how to earn margin of error so you can mess up and you're, everybody on the team say, hey, man, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I need you on this court and off the court. That's a value-add proposition more than anything. That's why player development, to me, and understanding, like, the key teaching points in all the categories of basketball, when I say all, ball handling, finishing, shooting, rebound, them are the big ones, right? right? You know, the ones that we want to really, you know, that we can really help players understand, you know, it, it, that's what I've taken an interest to. And at the end of the day, it's to help players earn a margin of error. They can make mistakes and not feel bad about themselves, and they can pick up the pieces and understand it's a process driven. Right? So let's let's dive into that just a little bit. I know with me, um, a lot of times if I'm doing some small sided games, two on two, three on three, mm -hmm. something like that, uh, some type of advantage, offensive advantage drill. A mm -hmm. lot of times I have players make a mistake, and they look at me, and the first thing I tell them, "Don't look at me. I ain't the one that missed the shot. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't turn the ball over." But what right. I try to get them to understand is you have to be able to play through your mistakes. And this is something else that I do. If I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one session, I don't allow players to stop and start over. So here's what I mean. Well, let's say we're just working on, uh, let's say doing something generic like an in and out, and you put it jump. So they mess up on their footwork, or they lose control of the ball. Typically, players like to pick the ball up, go back and start again. I tell them no. I don't want you doing that. The reason why I don't want them doing that is because in a game, you can't mess up and then say, hold on, Mr. Referee, let, let, let's let's hey, let's you, <laughs> you gotta play through it. So when you talk about margin of error and being able to respond to that, uh, what are some of the things that you like to focus on with those players in there? Is there something that you like to do particular? Um, is it do you think it's more of just trying to uh coach that player's mindset to be able to understand that? These are the mistakes. I'm going to make these mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes in this process. What's kind of your approach to that? Uh, one of the first things you said, and, and you got to go back to how, how much are you around other than your daughter? How much are you around the players? Not much. Right, right. So therefore, what's the worst thing that happens? They leave you. Mm -hmm. Because now, and transparency, I can make I can make all the mistakes I want with Coach TJ. They may get to school and can't make those mistakes. Yes, that is. Yeah. They may get home and say, uh-uh, unacceptable. It's confusing now. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now I can come over here and I'm just 
man, I could travel, walk with the ball. And, and, but but what, what, what we're doing, and we're just trying to teach you how to play through it. Right. But then it's not communicated at school, at home, in other environments where no one is asking for perfection, but you've been around when a kid has answered a question with you and mom and dad is around, and what's the first thing they do before they answer it? Look over there at mom and dad. Yep. <laughs> and then so mom and dad sometimes try to answer. And they try. It's a foundation. It's a, it's a fundamental thing. Yes. So we talk about building margin error again, just like anything else. Let me explain what that means. What it means is what we're after building towards. We're not there today. But you can miss. And everybody around you saying, shoot it again. You can miss a defense assignment. And you know you don't have to look at that side of the bench. The coach is not going to take you out. Because you have built a level of trust and understanding with that coach. That takes time. That, to me, is your overall goal. So in this workout, in these practices, I have to now show you and match up my words to integrity. Mm -hmm. So when you do turn that ball over, when you do travel, or you do something, okay, let's do it again. Okay, let's do it again. I'm not going to embarrass you because I got to keep my word. Because I want to live my life the same way. Mm -hmm. I need to make mistakes in order to really become all I feel I can be into potentiality. It comes back to that. Yeah. It comes back to, can I impart what I'm asking to impart myself? Can I do that with somebody else? And when you don't start over, I love that. I only correct when I need to. Right. right. But it's awkward for people because they're so used to people being over them, yeah. correcting every little step. Yeah. And they're looking at you like, what I do wrong? What I do wrong? Mm -hmm. This is what you're doing wrong. <laughs> you keep asking me. Let's yeah. go play. You're trying too hard. Yep. You're trying too hard. Yep. I said that this weekend to one of my, I was on a bench talking about one of my, some of my players. We, we got smacked. I mean, it was down by 20. It was, a, it was a tie ball game. They went the zone. We stayed in man. <laughs> and we, we just didn't recognize it. And I had a player who was just trying too hard. And I'm going to sound like that. He's just, man, I love him, but he tries too hard. But I say that because I know who I'm looking at. I'm looking at little Charlie. Mm. I bet you look at a little, all, little TJs. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's how I coach with passion, because I know who I'm coaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know. I'm, I know who I'm coaching. I'm coaching little Charlies. Yep. And, 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 and little clusters of all shapes, colors, sizes, and, and uh, gender. I'm coaching little Charlies. So to understand at the end of the day, when you, when you can learn to coach through mistakes, it comes down to patience, mm -hmm. which still takes understanding through communication. Yep. But it seems like as you are, as a player development coach, you've built those parameters around over time. Mm -hmm. Not something that you just did overnight because you made your share of mistakes and we still going to make them. Yep. But yet I understand I'm more of aware how to catch them. And really not be so caught up into I'm so patient and I'm better than people, but 
hey man, when you, you know, you're out there, you, you know, you know, you're, you, they're playing one way, uh, nothing like you close to. It's a part of that process. This is what it looks like. Growth is painful. At the end of the day, I can do it with a smile on my face, but this is what playing through mistakes looks like. Keep doing it. Yeah. Grow through it. And I, I say, I don't care if you travel, walk. And guess what? Typically, that's almost like a reverse psychology because now they won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, a, like a young kid, hey, let's do high knees. You know, knees won't go, knees won't even leave the ground. Uh, don't worry, but just keep doing that. Then it's like all of a sudden, because I almost like challenge them. It's like, but I can tell the environment that they may be in where they're learning how not to make mistakes, where make mistakes is makes you bad. But that's why like basketball is like a, it's like an art. It's what we make it. I can live, I'm open to receive the way you coach. I can take away things from this, you know, and be open to it. You are not being stuck on my way or the highway. And that's, I think what happens with a lot of us coaches. But like you said earlier, and I want you to think about this, and I, again, for me, it's not necessarily talking about coaches in general, but a, the reason why people focus so much on office, because they didn't have any offensive games. Think about it. They didn't play. Bro, if you didn't do what you didn't do, you're going to live by carelessly through your kids and do your programs, and you want to teach them all the office stuff to be one-on-one -on -one player, because that's what they always wanted. That's just what they thought to be a basketball player. I'm just being real with you. I see it all the time. Yep. And that's just an area that I don't, I've never been tied to wins and losses, man. I'm just being real as a player. It never mattered. People crying, oh, I want to win. Bro, you going to be laughing 20 minutes after that. You go home and watch cartoons. You're not thinking twice about that game. You get older, it turns into other things. Right. I ain't buying that stuff. Yeah. Did you get better? Did we play the way we practice? Did you did you skip? Did you skip steps in practice? This is what we got. This is all we got. Don't act as if you care. If you didn't put this time and effort and energy in to now sit here and and be hurt and that we lost, that's a show. Don't do that. I, I, I'm too I'm too engaged in in the process to to even don't do that. Don't cry over this now when. You had time to work on that stuff in practice, and you had time to, you know, really ask questions beforehand. We made this bed up. You know, we, we unmade it. We, let's make it back up again. Let's get back at it, and let's learn from it. And we keep making mistakes. We, we got to be accountable. Yeah, the last team that I coached, uh, it was strictly development, strictly development. And my whole thing was, guys, my, my goal is to help you guys get better Right. Um, I want you to learn to compete. I want right. you to give effort. And, and if you do that and work on your game, do all the little things we've been talking about, trusting the process, the wins and losses will take care of themselves. All that stuff will take care of itself. You no, know, but, but you gotta, you gotta compete. You, you, you gotta give effort. You gotta put in the time. All the, and these were high school kids. And, and I think we had 12 players on the team and then probably about eight of them ended up going, going off to play college. Not at a um, – I wasn't coaching like D1 elite players. It's all good. D2, NAIA, but they got a chance to do something they always wanted, wanted to do and dream, dream of doing. So that's, that's what I'm about is just development, getting better, and taking what we learned on the court and applying it off the court.
So yes. I feel like if you do that, and you mentioned that, applying basketball skills to life, you mentioned that when we first got started. So I think if, if we do that, we're doing, we're doing a wonderful job as, as coaches and as skills trainers or whatever adjective you want to use to describe us and, and as mentors. Well, I mean, no. I mean, and, that's, and, and, and for me to you, because I know you don't hear it a lot, job well done. Because you're so in the process that we sometimes don't look up and take a deep breath. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's all day, every day, how can I get better? But now the question is, how can I feel better about helping me get better? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it really, because that's what it comes down to. It's about the feeling. Yeah. It's how can we help people feel better about themselves? You're no different than a psychologist. You're no different from a, psych a, a, a psychiatrist. You're no different than a doctor. No different than um, anybody. Yeah. It's just that we're doing it with that ball. We're doing with that ball. I've, I've, told, people. I've told people, I've uh, been telling coaches, there's a difference between skill development and player development. Uh, skill development, of course, is just on skills, and player development is the whole player. Person, that's right. Person, player. And personal, you know, you got all, because I feel like there are five different areas of, of player development. And the mental part is one of them. And that comes with the, we're talking about develop, developing them as a player. Right. Confidence, the, the getting them to compete, the understanding the effort. And for the longest, I only consider myself as just a skills coach because I looked at it like I'm just helping them with their skills. But the more I started doing this and the more I started realizing I'm helping these kids mentally and developing them as a person to be a better person um, is really, really about that, about that development. Uh, the the phone calls, the text messages, the the, the, mentor, touches, the advice and the touches. Yeah, you know, so um, trying to have a positive influence on the kids, and I think that when we as coaches do that, and we look at it as really establishing, like we said from the beginning, or like you said from the beginning, uh, those relationships, building that trust with those coaches. So. I'm gonna ask you a couple of more questions, man, and and I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go. Um, this has been a great conversation. I enjoyed everything that 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 you've been saying and been sharing with us. Um, let's hit on though. Let's go back and hit on those relationships real quick. Let's talk mm -hmm. about how the relationships that you had coming up playing basketball and how they helped you develop into the player that you became. How that influenced you as a coach and the way that you teach and develop and establish relationships with the players that you work with today? Well, growing up in a small community, mm -hmm. and it started with football, it goes back to how those coaches made me feel. And I can say their names, Coach Obi, um, like nothing. Like I can think about Coach Obi and just smile. Yeah, the, 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 you know, getting on me, we not taking it serious, but then he makes us run or whatever. But at the end of practice, it's all love. Um, other coaches, Coach Robert passed away not so long ago, for all football coaches, right? So I'm going back to who were the most influential, influential people? It was those coaches. Yeah. And I don't remember what they taught 
technique. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what they taught. I just remember how they made me feel. Yep. And I was around them a lot. I, and I had mom and dad in my life, you know, but I was around them a lot. Mm -hmm. And because I was so such so sports driven, they became my mentors, heroes, my role models. Now I never said one day I want to coach you. That wasn't my thing. Um, but it's because of them. So if you now go back to where I'm at and understand relationships, it goes back to what Maya Angelou said. And Winston Churchill said something similar. You know, like the conversation we're having, the words will fade. Um, what we did for each other will go away. But how we made each other feel will never leave. Mm. Yep. So I, I also like to include my family, mom, dad, guardian, into this development process. Mm -hmm. Because as much as they need me to help pour into character development and things, I need them to reinforce a lot of the things that we're talking about. Yes. So therefore, I'll ask mom and dad, hey, mom, who's your favorite teacher in, in, in middle school? Who's your favorite teacher in high school? I see a smile come on the face. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, why? What, what, they, what, what's, what was the subject? It was, it was science. And it just always made me feel good. Well, that's what I'm trying to do for your son or daughter. Mm. Keep that in mind. It's not about, all, all this stuff's gonna go away. Yeah. But if we help plant a seed on fertile ground and the seed took root to connect, we're using the basketball in that capacity to, to build character. And if, and if the basketball can go further than rec to intermediate to advanced to elite to select to whatever, whatever, I'm more than certain Coach TJ, Coach Charlie probably have apps for that. <laughs> God will equip them with that. Yeah. But for the most part, we're trying to make them become a whole person because you're going to be a professional person longer than a professional player. So for me, that's the perspective I have. How would I want to be treated? And that's what Coach Jim Huber asked me a couple years ago, and it's really lit a fire into me um, to really become the player development coach I am today. Coming out of high school, 16 years old, all the things that you did, what would you want to know? What would you want to teach? What'd you miss out on? And from there, I learned how to build camp curriculums. I learned how to layer skills. I learned how to teach and be brief on teaching points. I learned how to be more um, path of least resistance. You know, I, I don't have to say a lot of words to get players yeah. into action. I understand how to give margin of error for the players to receive margin of error. Like that, all that, I've learned all these things over the course of a couple, three or four years. Yeah. Right? And, it, and it's not that I feel I'm better. It's that I've learned a great deal and I'm applying it and I'm messing up along the way. And it's a great feeling because <laughs> that's what my players are doing. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, yesterday, same thing. I was like, you're talking about learning how to play golf. And I'm like, Hey, I understand what it looks like when you, you got some, you know, you catch this ball and you're 20 feet out, you want to make that shot and you airball or brick it. Yeah. I get it. I'm doing the same thing as on the, on the golf course. <laughs> right. So I, I get it, you know, and it, it looks easy. 
You can talk about these things. I can shoot the ball right hand, left hand, or whatever. Off the bounce, no bounce. But I've been doing this since 12. I'm not shooting a shot I shot yesterday. Right. I'm shooting a 12-year-old shot. I'm shooting a shot when I was getting up at 5 in the morning, not, not wanting to get up. So that's, again, you're recalling a feeling. I call it three R's. You record, you record to retain, to recall. Mm. And it comes down to the laws of perpetual increase. The more I retain, the more I gain. Yeah. And it's not about memorization. That's why I'm not saying no decision-making, but I don't want to just memorize because... Yeah. No, it's I gotta feel these things. I gotta I gotta have feel good answers. I gotta I have to understand the one on zero. Then put me in a situation if you can recreate it. Then help me watch film on that. Then then ask me questions on that. Let me answer it in all phases. So when the moment comes, creative imagination kicks in. Synthetic imagination you put in a book. I see you have a skills book you put on Amazon. That's what I call synthetic imagination. You put down this is what it's gonna take you to become a complete player. You learn these things from Coach CJ, you're on your way. And if they take time to do that, plus their creative imagination, which happens in the now, mm -hmm. they're going to be a better player. Yeah. Right? So anything in a book is just synthetic. It's not fake. It's just I put it here just like a small game situation. That's the synthetic imagination. Yeah. You're creating a situation that's going to happen or you're best to the truth. Right? And that's, that's all I think we're after as skill coaches and player development coaches. And I'm like you, skill development, you look into the hands. Yeah. Development, complete person. Mm -hmm. And there's different facets. We got the basketball side to it. We have the spiritual side to it. We have the mental side to it. We have the, um, the, the physical side to it. And we have the environment side to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, Man, everything you said right there, I, 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 I'm loving all that. Loving all that, you know, the, uh, the relationships, you know. And it comes back down to. Yeah, you know, everything that you said that any coach that's listening to this, to this podcast, a couple things they definitely got to pick up. Number one is relationships. It is imperative. It's very, very important that you establish relationships with your players, with your teams whether you're a private coach or whether you're coaching a team, relationships is the foundation. Uh, the second thing is we got to have some development. As a coach, we have to find ways and avenues to improve individually. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I was telling the kid, this other, I have a kid I've been working with, been knowing him since he was like seventh grade. He's out of college. He got a chance to play overseas last year. And he's going through some things personally with this female friend of, of his and, um, and his birthday came up and I asked him, I said, what are you doing for your birthday? He said, I, I don't know if I'm gonna do anything. Um, you know, I kind of been stressed out, worried about his girlfriend, well, not necessarily his girlfriend, but his female friend. And I told him, I said, man, you can't pour anything out of an empty cup. I said, if you're gonna be there for her, your cup has to be full, can't be empty can't give what you don't have, man. Right. And uh, you can't get blood from a turnip. I said, your cup has to be full. I said, so if you got to take a day or two to celebrate your birthday or to, to refresh or, to, or to, uh, to, to build yourself back up, I said, that's perfectly fine. I said, that doesn't mean that you're neglecting your friend. I said, but you have to be full. 
in order to pour into her so she can lean on you. And so uh, I say that to say as coaches, we have to develop ourselves if we're going to pour into our players. We can't be empty or think that we don't have to necessarily pour certain things into them. So, so that's really important. So those two things we got to develop. Um, and, and you can develop a number of different ways, but you got to develop and you got to establish relationships. I think if you do those two things, the teaching and the skills and those things will eventually work themselves out. But those two things are relationships and, and the development as a, as a coach is, is, is huge. Um, so, Coach, man, before you go, is there anything that you would like, anything else that you would like to share or, or to pour into us today? No, I appreciate it. Um, I, I do have one thing I want to talk about. Um, um, several weeks ago, Coach Jim Huber and myself, we, we created what we call a complete basketball player. It's an eight-week academy. And again, we, and, you know, it you know, may cost for another conversation, no big deal, no, you know, if not, but you know, studies have suggested there's a book called The Little Book of Talent. I'm really big on re reading, and I'm really big on suggesting these, the books that I've read to help me as a person. I suggest or I give in snippets to uh, to my players or coaches that want to learn. Because mm -hmm. this these are not all my philosophies. These are things, like you said, these came. Working on myself and these ideas and concepts started coming my way. Wow. Um, because I was open to receive them. So it's not like I got all these things packaged and said, right? But studies have suggested that it takes about eight weeks for things to really, and then again, not habits to happen, 21, 66 days, no. But, you know, when you look at hotbeds around the country, there's a book called Little Book of Talent. Daniel Coyle is the author. He created what you call 52 tips of, again, places whether it was sports, whether it was music, whether it was hockey, whatever it was, he looked at what did the elite to elite people, personnel, what did they do? What were their traits? And he wanted to share them. So he created 52 tips. And uh, I read that book about seven years ago. And it was given to me by one of the three mentors you talked about. So I already categorized <laughs> three. And, and it was one of those, read this book. It'll help you train 10,000 people. And that's all he said. Mm. And that was seven years ago. And I had to read it again. And then it came back up into fruition with Coach Huber because we use a lot of those tips into reaching players. So instead of me having a stamped out, which I've created my way of teaching, mm -hmm. I'm applying concepts that I know work. Right. So quote unquote, I'm not reinventing the wheel, right? Right. <laughs> so it, we have an eight week academy and it, it's online um, called Complete Basketball Player. And that's what we're after creating. The, the aspiring identity is a complete basketball player. And focusing on, again, physical, mental, spiritual, and the environment. Focusing on the complete player. Breaking down skill development into categories and then giving them what we call basketball IQ or mentalities mm -hmm. into those categories, sweat teaching points. Hitting all facets of learning. So we, how we learn as humans, 
right? We hear, we watch, we, we write it down, connect, speak, and we do it. This to me is a comprehensive approach. We, we give you all, we give you the visuals, let you see it. You can watch it over and over and over. So if I can give you a typical day of a workout, you'll, you'll, you'll log into your account. You'll watch up to 30 minutes. Coach Jim Hume and myself go over week one, week two, week eight, whatever it might be over, first of all, going over a tip from the little book of talent. And we're going to talk about how we can use that in our day-to-day lives, how we can use that on the court. Then we're going to a basketball IQ question. There'll be about seven or eight questions, right? And, and whatever the teaching point is in those Q&A questions that we're giving you solutions on, we're going to show you in film. And that comes down to one of the tips from Daniel Coyle, stare at who you want to become. Mm. So stare at who you want to become for us is watching film. Watch film of not only elite players, but players that might be in college, WNBA, watch film. So we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about ball handling or we're going to talk about denials or team defense. We can give it to you in a question format. We can give you solutions. Now let's watch it. Now here's seven or eight clips on the same thing we just brought up. So you can visually see it. What does it look like? And now you now, now then third, right? If we look at, you know, layering it, you got a chance to Q and A it. We gave you solutions. Second, you watch it on film. Third, now they go do their workout. And the workout is consistent of what we watch film on and what we ask questions on. So here's your personal workout. Mm-hmm. That's up to an hour. And you're going to do these things. And we have these same categories, you know, from warm up to cool down, defense, finishing, shooting, rebounding, footwork, ball toughness. People call that triple threat. You watch all of these things. Now here is this workout that matches it. Now let's, now let's come back. And when you come back, we're going to talk essential life skills. And it might be on habits. It might be on uh, how the conscious mind, subconscious mind work, how to eat, right? We put together a program that, you know, we really thought out. You know, the, the players will get a 160-page notebook. That's what they get. And they get a calendar that tells them exactly what to do, how to do it. So, I mean, you, 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 you step by step give them the information that they can do. And it's pretty neat because I have a player that I was actually able to spend time with yesterday because he was quarantining with his family. And it was funny to hear him say, man, I got to go do my, my, my uh, week six workout. But I know what he was talking about. Yeah. Right, I know his mom, his dad told me they purchased it without me knowing it. And I was seeing the text message like, man, you know, his game going to the next level. Like, wow, he's not looking down anymore, dribbling the ball. And then yesterday, I got chest spent time with him. He said, oh yeah, I gotta do my workout. But it was fitting that I was there. I don't even know if he realized what he said. Yeah. But because the system is automated, that's also one of those things I've always wanted to learn how to develop and build what we call an evergreen product, right? Something that can be there for players that is timeless, yeah. right? And, and um, so a complete basketball player, eight-week academy is something I just want to talk about and uh, very, very excited about that and, to, and what players and parents and coaches have shared back on feedback has just been tremendous. 
So uh, where can where can they go to 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 find your uh, your your program? It's CBP Eight Week Academy Complete basketball uh, player is CBP CBP Eight the letter Eight sorry the the number Eight Week Academy and I'll make sure to send it to you so you have that actual link. And it'll give you a good description of all the things I've discussed in a snippet. But, um, you know, that's a product that we're very, very, very excited to share with you. And again, I just appreciate your time and, uh, you know, getting us on your podcast, man. And I would definitely tell you, continue to do the things you're doing and growing, developing and helping you know, the player become all they can be, not on the court only, just off the court as well. Coach, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on here and, and uh, sharing a lot of knowledge with us today. Why don't you let everybody know how they can contact you uh, and, and get in contact with you, whether they want to, whether they have questions about your academy or social mm -hmm. media or, or website or whatever, or yes, all that information. Cool. So um, you, can, you can go to attack, A-T-T-A-C-K dot b-ball dot com, attack bball.com to find all about uh, the training side of what we do here locally in Carrollton, attackbball.com. Um, you can also uh, Google that and you'll see YouTube links. If you want to go to my YouTube channels, I got a lot of video content on my YouTube channel, uh, Attack Bball. Um, Twitter is Attack Bball, at Attack Bball. Instagram, you, there's two Instagrams. You have Attack Basketball Academy. And then you also you can do C Miller in my Instagram. My personal uh, Instagram is C Miller zero three three one. Is my personal Instagram. Well, that's it for today's show. I appreciate everyone that tuned in. I hope you found it valuable and informative. If you like today's show, please share on social media and tag me. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at NBNBball. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and please give me a five-star rating. Also, be sure to check out my book, The Skill Development Playbook. This book will help you understand how to get organized and know what real skill development is. It can be found on my website by visiting tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. Paperback is $9.99. The PDF version is $3.95. And also going to be found on Amazon. Just search Skill Development Playbook and it should pop up. It's $9.99 for the paperback or $3.99 for the Kindle version. Now, if you need to contact me for anything skill development related, I can be reached by email at info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. Again, I appreciate you for tuning in. Until next time, thank you. God bless.